Salutations! This is Brennan, Nimble Mind, from the Lost Omens podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code professionalcasual at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code professionalcasual at checkout or use the link in the show notes. not get the dab to that ma'am i'm just flexing over here welcome back to go papa 185 i'm on that Careful. flex grind did you have an energy drink today i didn't no <laughs> no i had to think about it <laughs> yeah but no just hyped up um yeah all excited about life Woo! Woo! excited about the red moon cabaret i tried to get lily to play mina tonight <laughs> and she was like yeah okay and i was like all right give me a mina voice and she's about as good at accents as jb is <laughs> it was so bad she i was just like, go ah biscuits <laughs> i was like italian and it was like borderline offensive <laughs> it was good holy it was really Molto good. bene. Oh. Like, it's a me, a Mina. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. She did her Bill Cosby impression. She did. Yeah. She, she was Bill Cosby. That's, oh. that's spot on. That's pretty good. <laughs> she offered me a pudding pop, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the Walmart parking lot. Stop it. Yeah, we're past the point at which you can do that. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you, especially for our patrons, whatever patreon.com slash professional casual um, and joined up at whatever tier. We really appreciate those that signed up at the highest tiers, King Ding, Doppeldongers and Professional Cake Setters. Biggest thanks, of course, to Xpaxis, Rob, Iron Maze, Wizard Skills, Bicon, Briar Mage, Leroy, Otis, Tony Hothand, Cider Drinker and Dagna. Thank you so you much know, you always, for the support. You always thank... You always thank the patrons, but you never for for coming back. But you never thank the rest of us for all staying here in your basement the entire week, forever. Mm. I mean, true. Yeah, you guys really fought over Tim's cotton bucket this week. It was it was weird. Yeah, it's getting when I unlocked here. the tech of just sleeping on Tim as he slept <laughs> on the cot. He's pretty. Comfy. Everything kind of worked I'm out. Incredibly comfortable. <laughs> He is a snuggler, but JGB got that whip recently mm-hmm. as a gift. So uh, that's made things kind of weird. No one's oh, I like it. Sleep. We will actually be holding somebody hostage over this weekend. <laughs> cool. Um, for our, by the time this comes out, it will already happened, but you will check it out on the VODs or on YouTube where we're playing some Soulbound. Ooh. Uh, and old college friend Jess is going to be staying to to play that with us um so check that out uh, that is the first live show of how doomed are we where we're playing we're going to be creating characters in that of course at session zero which uh i'm really excited for 
at time of recording, it's in two days. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Well, also big news coming up is that uh, at time of, at time of release in the next few months, we're going to be looking at starting up the Doomstones campaign as our uh, Patreon exclusive show, as Settling the Southlands wraps up and finishes. We'll actually be finishing a campaign on the network, which is wild. We've been doing this for three and a half years and we haven't done that yet. We didn't think it was possible. Right? Um, so that is really exciting to be, we'll be meeting new characters there as well. Honestly, when we were running through Southlands, I was like, Dan's literally just adding pages upon pages to this PDF. Like, we will never finish this campaign. I'm pretty sure it got over 100 pages of of Google Doc. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Maybe not that much, but definitely in the 90s, if not over 100. Uh, but Tim, Danny, and Jess are returning for that show, and we're adding um, a local gamer friend, Shaper. Uh, and I'm, I'm mostly I'm excited to meet the new characters for that because who knows what we, you know, we have Liliana, Bethan and Gertie that we uh, recently retired. Um, really excited to see what comes next. We had some cool ideas already. I know Jess kind of wants to play a grave digger. They had monster trucks back then. I was like, wait a minute, not grave digger. Grave robber? Something. Yeah, that one. Grave robber. Oh, yeah. That makes way more sense. Yeah, she's not a monster. I thought he meant truck. Thought son of grave digger. Yeah, yeah. She's son of grave digger. I'm gonna be El Toro Loco. That that name is a little like, really? That's what you went with? Grave digger? The the son of. Oh, well, it's a son. Yeah. Cars don't, don't have kids on a regular really basis, well. Dan. You kinda gotta like make sure you know who it belongs to. Tim's gonna be Mohawk Warrior. <laughs> don't don't um don't grave diggers and grave robbers get along really well though. They had that MTV show, Robin Dig. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a reference. I right? Think. There's gonna be a, a small percentage of people that get that one. Not but I appreciate that's why I perform yeah. for <laughs> for that we thank you accurate um usually just tim but i'm glad that more of us got it that time yeah I, i'm off my game what can i say <laughs> i actually really like that show i i appreciated it i don't think i ever quite crossed the threshold to liking it i liked the big guy a lot it's just called big right mm. Big there was one episode Persona? where he was trying to break That's the Guinness right. World Record of eating the most bananas, uh, yeah, powdered little like baby powdered donuts in a minute without licking your lips. Oh, sounded really I, difficult. I thought that he also tried to break the world record of most bananas peeled and eaten in a minute. I think that was one too. Yeah, that sounds familiar. There was yeah. a lot of minute-based food challenges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just imagine that uh, that video of that like ape in a zoo. Where he's like, I don't want that banana. Never mind, give me that banana. Then he breaks it in his uh, armpit. He goes, and then eats the banana like crazy. It's a great one. Yes. You have to check it out. Look up. Yeah. I think it's might be an orangutan. It's really funny. Makes me very uncomfortable when Dan imitates apes. Because it happens so often. Shockingly. All right. How about something the the listeners actually want to hear? Wait, 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 Dan. Um, you said that you're no. Sh- listen, I am. I'm leading into it. <laughs> this is a lead in. This okay. is improv. Okay? This is a lead in showdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get danceled. Um, so, how many pages roughly did you say the Southlands Google Doc is? Around a hundred. Around a hundred. Thanks, Ben. Around a hundred. Well, I have. Our 100th five-star review. 
Woo! Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See how that was a lead in? That you was see very how beautiful. Good. That was. Do you want me to read it? I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I want to hear it. Great so far. Five stars. This is from <laughs> Jordan Toucher from Australia. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Legit. There's only one of those. Toucher. Only one Australia. Only one Australia. Mm -hmm. But Accurate. this Jordan is Toucher. About it. I listen to a lot of actual plays while I drive, hike, and go camping after catching up with Critical Role, Astronomica, and all the Glass Cannons shows, all of which I recommend. Oh, I was wow. searching Reddit for something to scratch the proverbial itch, and I feel like I have found exactly th that. I'm up to episode 20, and all have been great so far. Good balance of fun and banter alongside character depth and storytelling. The DM does a great job of keeping the story rolling without it feeling rushed or forced. Please ignore the sound quality of episode zero. It's a one-off. The rest of the campaign is top-notch sound quality and well-edited, so don't let that turn you off. You won't regret picking this pot up. If you enjoy grim, dark fantasy, enjoy the adventure. So thank you. And that's our 100th review. Woo! Which is super oh. exciting because that means we will be uh, doing a bonus show, a bonus adventure i must have campaign not that bonus adventure um that you can vote on in the discord right now at the moment we'll uh we have will the vote can, still be open when this episode comes out yeah i think so okay what is it so you can vote for who runs the game me danny tim or ben right now ben is uh solidly in the lead I don't know we, what I'm doing. Put I hope up the you guys are ready for that. A little while ago. And then you can also vote for what adventure we're running. Either Skark and a Hard Place, Emperor's Wrath, Forest of Hate, or Skeleton Crew, which is currently the leader. I like Skeleton. We could be on a boat. You know what? That's what I'm going to play in the Doomstones. A boat? A boat. Mm -hmm. Damn. Right, we can talk about that. I'm excited. <laughs> toot, toot. Uh, so that's super exciting that we hit that milestone. So thank you everybody that has left a, a five star written review. Um, obviously, we would still really appreciate you to do that uh, on Amazon or App Amazon Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts are um, really the only places you can leave a review. When we get 150 Auto. five star reviews, Dan will shave his head and send his hair to mm. the 150th reviewer. I would absolutely shave my yeah. head for that. I don't, I mean, if you don't want the hair, just tell me and I just will, you know, put it in the garbage. <laughs> put it in a time capsule. <laughs> Bury it off the highway in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. That's Plant the, it and build a new, D, and, and grow a new DM. Ooh, can you imagine if there are two of me as DMs? Yes, every night, Dan. <laughs> Literally have dreams about that. Ba boom. <laughs> and the murder that would happen immediately after. <laughs> right? Because one just tests me just enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The second one, oh. Look, I will put you right you over can't, the edge. Dreams are fantasies. You can't get blamed for that. That's true. That's true. That's very that's a very good thing that's true because Dream Dan is the worst. He is horrible. I love real Dan, but Dream Dan's bad. <laughs> He's kind of a jerk. Yes. Very much so. Does he have a goatee over his beard? <laughs> It's black. <laughs> That's so, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> this week, one of my students was asking me if Dan is um, two thirds ginger. And I was and like, one third thirds. And mm. one third blonde. And I was like, oh. I'm not going to. That's a little too I was personal. Like, I was like, he has a red beard. Oh, got it. Uh -huh. I got I figured it out. <laughs> yep. They really liked the Ranga beard, though. The kids thought that was very funny. That is a fun name. It's yeah. what Australians, instead of gingers, they call them rangas, short for orangutan. Hmm. Oh. Sounds like it's somehow significantly more offensive <laughs> than gingers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they don't have the same connotations in Australia. Sure. Yeah. And also, like, their banter, like, 
How many people told you you looked like an armpit with teeth? Yeah, that's a term of endearment there, obviously. <laughs> that was just at that club. It was very funny, though. <laughs> you look like an armpit with teeth. So we went to oh, when we were in Australia, uh, Danny did her student teaching there and I went and visited at the end of it. And we went to this um, like. How do you describe it, it was like a, a, a dinner and a show It was called Dracula's um, okay. in Melbourne. And it was and they would like go around during the show and like talk to people a little bit and kind of like interview us with like the and microphone. I, I and got, you got interviewed us. by the vampires. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they really oh, liked us because we, we were American. And they were like, oh, they're crazy accents and whatnot. And they're like, say <laughs> something American. Say root beer. And I was like, root beer? And they lost it. They thought it was the funniest like, thing. Right, Dan. Yeah, they Dan. Really, you they do really... sound ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, Dan. Oh, yeah. Especially right now, my voice is a little off. But yeah, they really liked how we pronounce the A, especially. Dan. There's no A in root beer. For Dan. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> And they were calling us cheap because I got free drink vouchers at one of the hostels I stayed in. And they were like, oh, here's your free drink with your coupon. <laughs> Thanks. We don't have any money. And I was like, I'm not spending $13 on a cocktail in 2008. So we did get those cool stirrers with the they were the look skull. like a long spine with a skull at the top. Mm -hmm. cool. They call those, those straws cool. in America. <laughs> it wasn't a straw, though. A straw a does not mean it, at least, unlike root beer. We pronounce the A hard straw. <laughs> oh, I like that. Sound like you're from that. that. <laughs> the, the southern accents I've given them. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of Mindenheim, we are currently in the Red Moon, uh, kind of a cabaret slash bar slash uh, casino. You learn there's some games of chance upstairs. And you've been chatting with Jana Eberhauer, the deputy high wizard. I keep trying to say high priestess, but that's not it. Deputy high wizard of Middenheim and the uh, proprietor of the Red Moon. Uh, they are enjoying uh, a drink together and you kind of crashed it, but they didn't seem to mind. Uh, Eva Dietrich. Uh, Webby went to leave, but then heard you guys talking about demons and was like, oh, and came back. Um, I did a reverse Abraham Simpson. <laughs> I love that you have a prop tonight, Ben. That's amazing. Welcome to a uh, poop bag roller. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that's what that is. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it just so happened to be on hand. That's so good. Um, Would you believe it? <laughs> uh, but you uh, ended last episode essentially saying that you wanted to go check out the games of chance. But yeah, that's where we're at. So what do you do? I don't remember it being interested in games of chance. I actually have a brother named Chance. No one believes you. Does he specialize in like, um, you know, preparing and packaging gifts? Nope, he's a mud mud shoveler. Oh, okay. He shovels mud into buckets. Gotcha. I thought that it was Chance the Rapper. Oh, no, nope, no. Pro yeah, no, I get that, though. Uh, that's a different, that's a different brother. <laughs> I stopped listening. No comment. Nothing. Okay, so are we going to like win some money? Yeah. You know, uh, Mr. Deke, it is it is not unheard of for the high and mighty to take uh, take part in games of chance just to show their wealth, not really to win anything. <laughs> I uh, am a little bit light on the purse strings right now. 
Uh, gotta... oh, did those snap too, like your belt? Or <laughs> no, no, and it costs a lot to get in here with horses. You brought your horses point. into here, or to, oh, into the city? Right. Oh, yeah, that right. makes sense. It, yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, if I brought my horses in here, they'd have to pay me. They would uh, love the cabaret. I yeah, I've been into many a place with a horse show. Yeah, and and again, my horses are very handsome. So top top coin, right there. I do question their um pedigree, though. Right, they would drink the bar under. They are, they are luscious. Horses. Yeah. Is there some kind of thing like, you know, how some people refer to like Lady Luck or whatever? Is there something similar in the Empire of like uh, something to do with Renald? Uh, the Horse of Fate, I think. So you mm-hmm. can even make up your own little saying to do with Renald. Let us go on behalf of Renald. None of this money will go in the sewer. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that for certain. But it's not a bad first draft, but uh, maybe maybe a rhyme. It's twice you called Lucky out for that in like 10 minutes of game time. I mean, if I win a bunch, I'm going to definitely throw some in the sewer. <laughs> well, yeah. No, you learned how to... You learned in Bogenhofen how to uh, donate a little bit better than that. Yeah, so not the whole 10 gold is going in the sewer, but some of it probably is. I know you'd want to tithe 10%. Just, yeah. Lucky hasn't done much with Renald since Bogenhofen, because I know he was very heavily influenced by Franz Bowman. Yeah. But we haven't seen him in like a month or two at this point, probably a little bit more than that. Is he still like into Renald? Because I lo- I kind of love how Lucky is very chameleonic that way, where he shifts to whoever he's like around. Yeah. No, yeah, there hasn't been any Renault people recently. Kind of like I like think about it like I used to like listen to like Lincoln Park, and I'm like, yo, Renault was dope. I should start to listen to that again, and I just kind of don't get around to it. Mm. You know, you and Parks have a pretty poor track record at this point. I wouldn't be hanging out in them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually just my doctor's opinion. Pretty valid. But no, we still respect it. There's just this is like Ulrich Town, man. Like. Feel like I'm gonna cross my fingers and poke my nose, and a wolf is gonna come out of the ground. Do you feel like you need to grow a beard to fit in with the Ulrikins? Yeah, kind of a little bit. I could just kind of like wrap it, like do a comb over that just wraps underneath my face. <laughs> might work. It might. It couldn't make things worse. That's well, yeah, it's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> For me, today, <laughs> today, <laughs> if I'm just, nothing if not consistent. In just the last ten minutes of game time, yeah. Take notes. All right, so we head upstairs to check out the games, or is it anybody, or who does? I would like to, yeah. yes, check out these, check out the games. Cool. I'm, I'm quite strapped for cash, but I wouldn't mind seeing what kind of, uh, what kind of entertainment they put on here. Bruno, uh, I'll, I'll go for the entertainment as well. I mean, I haven't seen a good show in a while. So you're going up to the casino, or staying down for the cabaret? I'll stay down for the cabaret. Just so that we could split the party. Isn't that not like for like Fair. another four hours or something like that? Right? <laughs> I feel like it's didn't like midday or something yeah. like that. Yeah, then we come in at like uh, how, how long is it going to take him to get up those stairs? Though? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a good point. It is, I imagine there's pretty high ceilings here. Well, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they look pretty intimidating. Too bad you couldn't ride know. a horse up them. <laughs> It'd be a sweaty mess by the time he got to the mm-hmm. top. I'd have to slide all the way back down. 
Well, I think that if you're going to be sweaty in a place, um, a cabaret bar slash casino is a good place to do it in. Yeah. All right. No, I'll 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 keep watch down here and make sure that uh, everything's on the up and up. All that right. sounds good. Um, so those of you that head upstairs, you see a whole bunch of tables. A lot of them are like um, hexagonal or octagonal for a lot of people to sit around. There's a couple that are um, square um, and there's a bunch of different games set up. There's card games. There's board games. A lot of different things. It's actually a really cool chapter in Rough Nights, Hard Days called Pub Games that has a whole bunch of different ideas for games that I'm going to be drawing from for this. Um, so what kind of game are people looking for? Games of chance, games of skill, card games, board games? Craps. I feel quite proficient <laughs> in that uh, the card game that that creepy Frenchman tried to teach me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so- I'm thinking that a card game would be good for... Uh- you know, palming aces or the like, whatever they have here. Oh, yeah, you could totally like knaves, uh, all right, porcupines. So you see there's a group, a uh, small group of people playing the Scarlet Empress at one table, uh, which is a well-known card game um, played with two to six players. Uh, this is the game involves securing the best hand possible from two rounds of trading cards and drawing new ones whilst trying to avoid the Scarlet Empress card. Ooh. Uh, so to play. Everyone play, playing puts a stake into the pot and takes an average uh, plus 20 gambling test. If it's a draw, all players either add another stake or drop out of the game. This continues until there is a clear winner who takes the entire pot. So if you don't have gamble, which I don't think any of us do. I have gamble. Would be based off of intelligence. You have advances in gamble? I have gamble. Do you have advances in gamble? I have gamble. You're not answering my question. That is accurate. <laughs> so I'm going to take that as a no. So you it's an advanced it skill then? What's that? It's an advanced skill then? It is. No, Gamble's I can't just... No, never mind. It is basic. Okay, so I could just Zach Galifianakis this. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, so it's interesting. There's actually a talent specifically for things like this called Tower of Memories that essentially you can count cards and you get a bonus to the the gambling test anything with cards but now if we had someone who was super numerate they could probably clean up here pretty easily right yeah (laughs) uh all right so what's everybody throwing in the pot is a typical average like are people betting like silver or shillings like what so this is kind of a a mid-range place it's not really super hoity-toity you're not going to get like the the upper echelons of nobles but it's also not like uh you know, back alley uh, gambling den. So people are uh, a high bet would be a few silver. So like you could put in a handful of pennies and not look ridiculous. I will do a silver. Okay. I'll also put in a silver. All right. I'm going to watch. I don't like card games. <laughs> not like dice games. That's where my luck really holds out. Fair. Uh, Bru- or JB. What? <laughs> Um, I want you to play as one of the uh, NPCs here. Roll from one of the NPCs here and I'll be another. All right. Um, so we'll say they both put in a silver then. And so this is an average gambling test. So JB, count your characters having a gambling of 40. So okay. We'll be testing on a 60. Fantastic. Now do the same with the giant metal D20 from Leroy. Thank you, Leroy. I thought I rolled bad at first. Then I remembered you want to roll low in this game. <laughs> Welcome to Dubai for P, man. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, man, only an 11. Ooh. So I got five success levels. All right, that beats that's me. a critical success as well. Yeah. 
I got six success levels. What? How did uh? How did the other uh, NPC do? I've got one. All right. If it's a draw, all players continue. So there's a clear winner who takes the entire pot. Um, so it sounds like over a couple rounds here that Webby wins the pot of uh, four silver with six shabby and astounding success again and try again yes put in another yes the two NPCs do as well as Webby try I'll play to one more I'll play on one it. more game negative one success level two success I got levels too, I got too hot oh negative two for me all right, so then uh, Mina and my NPC will roll off. Do you have, to, is it like another round of betting? That's what, yeah. Gotcha. Two negative success levels. Five success levels. Whoa, all right, all right so Mina wins the pot this time. Four silver to you. Or silver. Not too shabby. Okay. I'm going to uh, hold up my two profit silver and clink them without looking against Mina's, assuming she also holds up hers. Wait, this is fun. Lucky, let's go find the dice game. Let's play dice games. Okay. Let's play the I'll good watch. one. I'll, I'll watch that. All right, let me double check one. That's a there's dominoes. That's not a dice game, but I know in real life well, you guys like dominoes. There's I also like darts. I love dominoes. There's dial flunking. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> what? How? Wait, is there darts? If you're gonna fl- no, if you're a, gonna flunk, you better flunk it's, wild. It's a it's a halfling um, summertime pub sport. So like there's two teams of 12. Uh, I just love the name of that Dwyle flunking. It's ridiculous. Do you just, is it on a monitor? Is it like a barstool sport thing? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read more about it. It's just I love the name. All right. Is there a dice one? There's a board game called Alvatafel. The Cones of Dunshire? That one's hard to say. Is that arm wrestling? Okay, here we go. Al Alzar. All right. Is how is uh, our is one of many dice <laughs> games played in the empire. None are as widespread as Alzar. Originally from Araby, Alzar is known by several different names across the old world, including Azar in Estalia, Hazard in Bretonia. The rules are simple and requires a little more than throwing two dice to match a target number. The first play to roll the target number wins the round. It is common for spectators and players to bet on the results of each roll, and some pubs have tables with common bets carved into their surfaces. So, so this sounds is cra- more like crap. This is craps, but everyone's playing at once instead of playing together as a group. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm down. All right. So um, who else, uh, is Mina in? Yes. Webby? No, nah, I need cab fare. All right. Bruno, did you make your way up here yet or no? No, I'm downstairs uh, nursing a drink. All right. Um, His so- hands up there like it. <laughs> or thing or whatever. So uh, JB, Ben, and I will be uh, NPCs around the table here. So how to play this game is every player adds an equal stake to the pot, to the pot. So we have to agree on how much we're adding to the pot. The first NPC suggests a silver, um, and the first player then chooses a number between seven and fifteen to be the target. Play proceeds clockwise, starting with the first player, with each player taking a single roll. So we'll count uh, Ben sitting next to Danny here for clockwise. On your turn, you roll 2d10 and total them for a result of 2 to 20. If your roll matches the target or is a 20, you win the round, taking the entire pot. Oh. A roll of 16 to 19 lets you take one stake from the pot. A roll of 7 to 15 that isn't the target becomes a new target for the next player. A roll of three to six forces you to add another stake to the pot or drop out from the round. Finally, a roll of two drops you from the round. 
Play continues until the pot is emptied or until there's only one player in play who then wins the remaining pot. A full game usually lasts for as many rounds as there are players, providing each player with an opportunity to roll first. This actually sounds like a dope, like sitting around the campfire game. I or something. really like, like the yeah. sound of this. Yeah. Um, special fortune points can be used on your turn to re-roll your result. Further, the diceman talent allows you to roll one extra die per level in diceman, which I don't think anybody has. Well, I have two level ranks in diceman. I don't believe. You. I roll dice literally almost every few episodes. <laughs> Still don't believe you. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Probably shouldn't, right? Um. So, can I borrow your diceman talent? So we're going clockwise around just the table. Um, I will just start the first round since yes. we should have each person. So what do we, uh, do we does everybody agree to a silver in the pot? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So we have five silver in the pot currently. So I'm going to keep track of that with a die here. Um, and I'm going to, I don't know the strategy yet. What do I set the target to? Set it to two. Um, so rolling 2d10, so I need to put down uh, the BOD from Leroy. And seven. Leroy's hot bod. I'm going to go 11. Pretty right in the middle of the road. And I rolled a 13. So, so that's 13 becomes the next person's target, right? Is yes, the new target for the next player. So I have to roll a 13. Um, so no, nothing happens with the pot. Yeah, I pointed to you just because of. Going right. around the table, but yes. I don't know. So then 13 is the target number for Mina. Okay, here we go. Just roll a 13, easy clap. <laughs> I rolled a seven. Okay, so seven to 15 that isn't the target becomes, yeah, so now the target number is seven. Okay. Uh, so for Ben's NPC, you can roll 2d10. Here comes a seven. <laughs> that would be a nine. All right, so same thing. Now it's uh, JB's NPC. Nine? Number is All nine. right, I can roll a nine. I did. Did you really? Winner for me. That's a 63. <laughs> That's different. Where'd you get that die with two numbers on? No, he did. Okay, so you rolled well done, a dear. number. Oh, thank you. The rich get richer. <laughs> These pedestrians get poorer. Especially this one with the face. Look at it. Yeah, I didn't even get the roll. Okay, so you take the round, uh, and it says you win the entire pot. So that's five silver for that random NPC. All right, um, yeah. Gertrude. So then, typically, the game will continue um, if any, or if people want to drop. So be uh, it doesn't have to be another silver. Two silver. Oh yes, it does. Oh, I like the I like the cut of this man's jib. I'm sorry, this boy's jib. <laughs> I'm technically more accurate. Mina? Yes. Two silver. Two? Whoa. Every time uh, I don't roll the dice, I'm going to increase the pot. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the other guy says, sure. So that's 10 in the pot. And Mina gets to go first this time. What are you setting the target number to? I feel like 11 is pretty higher. Why? Because you have a better chance to roll higher because you base two. So like. 13 and up would be better. So 13? Yeah. Okay, 13. Lock in number 13. We started with 13 last time. I rolled 11. Okay, so that is the new target. I just really wanted to roll. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, Here comes so an 11. It's at 11. I had said 11, I would have won. That's all right. I'm nuts. I'm sorry, Mina. That's okay. Ah, uh, no 11s here, but an 8. A gentleman's 8. Gentleman's 8. All right, so that is a... The new target for... Oh, Edward. 
<laughs> so silly. Here's here's a thing. Go on, dear. Yeah, We're please take all the money from this from this scrub. Ah, I rolled a twelve. Hmm. That's okay. All right, all right, twelve. Here we go. Boom. Twelve. Eat it, nerds. Oh no. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Two wow. sixes. Okay. Double six. You win ten silver. Heck yeah. Nice. Probably the richest person in the party currently, but. All right, so that is that round. How about we do uh, just back to one silver this time? Yellow. Three silver? I say three. Let's go again. No, one silver is good. <laughs> All right, so the pot's at five, and uh, what was ben, what is Ben's NPC's name? Edward. Edward. Uh, you get to roll first here, so you can set the target number. Target number between seven and fifteen, right? Those are all bad numbers, yes. but 14 is the least bad of them. Okay. <laughs> 11. <laughs> also, right. I just I just wasted an absolute an exact one just so everyone knows. <laughs> all right, uh, Gertrude. Oh, here it comes. Uh, we're going for 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. I rolled a 13. All right, lucky 13. Gertrude, do your friends call you by a different name? No. <laughs> 13. <laughs> what? She doesn't have friends. It's a medical condition. <laughs> All right, lucky wins five silver. <laughs> Heck yeah. Dude, dice I don't like this game. This game seems seems rigged. <laughs> you should get rid of this, this kid. It seems like he might be cheating. I'm actually underage to be in here, too. <laughs> she, she told you it was fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, but <laughs> um, so my NPC says he's going to bow out at this point. He's going to take himself out of the game. Oh, too rich for his blood kind of thing. So now now that the, the poor people are gone, do we want to go five, five shillings, five silver? Yeah, no, I cannot do five. I could do two. I'll do two with you. I'll do one more round at two and then I'm done. All right. OK, sounds divine. <laughs> All right, Gertrude gets to start. What's Gertrude setting it at? 11. That's a lucky number. Lucky number 11 got it with a 19. Oh, so you win one of... No, no I rolled a 19. Pot. Yeah, so if yeah. you're above, what is it? 17? A 16 to 19 lets you take one stake from the pot. Oh, so you, you get your stake back. Oh. And then right. it'll become Lucky's roll. Oh. So the, sta the, the pot is down to four, uh, three from four. And the number's still 11 for Lucky. Okay. Doesn't say. I don't believe it changes. Uh, that would be a 13. Okay. Mina? Nine. Ah, nuts. Okay. Uh, I forgot the name already. Don't worry about it. It's a 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to Gertrude. Oh. Or no. So that was the round. So then the next round, uh, Lucky, will be the start. All right. Do we stake again for this? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so it's still 13? Yes. Okay. I think that was it. That'd be a 15. Okay. So Mina, it's 15. That's almost as did, old as me. Do you need me blow on your dice? Actually, kind of. All right. <laughs> Four. Uh-oh. So you uh, have to add another stake to the pot or drop out from the round. I will drop it from the round. <gasps> okay. Very well. So it's still 13 for... Uh, Edwin or whatever it was. It's it's mostly Edwin. Uh, 11 now. All right, Gertrude, 11. 12. Lucky 12. 12. Oh, he's one-upping me. That's a nine. 
Uh, That's not 12. Etwin, nine. Ah, a six. All right, so you got to add another stake to the pot or drop out of the round. I'll add another stake to the pot. Now the pot's back to full. Back to four. You're the only one that can't lose now, Gertrude. Number four. Wait, I lost track. What was it? Still 13? 13. Ah, that is a nine. All right, lucky nine. That's what I was shooting for last time. Watch this. Boom, boom, nine. Oh, look where it's cocked. It's between a three and a five, and the six is on the other die. <laughs> I'll just re-roll it. Ah, yeah. dumb. Just go for a three, baby. Nope, it's a nine. That'd be a fitting. Fitting. That's what I rolled last time, too. All right, Edwin, 15. Oh, you didn't blow on my dice. <gasps> I'm afraid I'm going to have to bow out. I just rolled a two. Oh, oh, yeah. So you have to bow out with a two. I got a critical success with a two. Uh, this time it's a critical fail. <laughs> All right, Gertrude. Just All right, it's just Gertrude. Well, just so everyone knows. What do you say? We I wasted Webby's zero one and an 11. Oh. Come, you actually come out more ahead than I do. You blow on my dice, I'll blow on yours. All right, here All we go. Right. Don't <laughs> inhale, dear. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> you oh, really don't. That's either. a 13. Nuts. All right. So I'm shooting for a 13 now. Oh, yeah. You ready for this? Oh, can you blow oh. him? Wow, that is. Oh, God, why? That is uh, real breathy. not the definition of blow I have. <laughs> That'll be a one, two, th fortune point. Okay. Nah, it's a three. So what? you can just add to the pot or bow out. I'm going to add to the pot. Pot's five. Ooh. What was the number you're trying to roll there? Lucky? 13. Okay, so 13 for Gertrude. Eight. All right, eight for Lucky. All right, you ready for this eight, Gertrude? Yeah. All right, can you blow on it this time instead of spreading your halitosis on it? <laughs> Why is she laughing? That's a ten. Oh. Ten for Gertrude. It's back and forth here. You breathe like a dryer vent. <laughs> I can't believe nobody's rolled a 20 yet. It's why I fell in love with her. <laughs> How long have you two known each other? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 37 years. <laughs> Really? You don't Is look that good. all? Yeah. You both look great for 37. You don't breathe great for 37, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's living next to the river. Oh, she made a bit that. of a Faustian bargain with her health. Nine. She has none, but she looks like she does. Mm. All right. Big bucks. Here we go. You ready for this nine? Inside, I'm rotten to the core. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> Just like the way it. I like it. It smells like it. That's a 10. That's not a nine. It's, it's not. Here. What? I can roll a 10. Oh, my wow. face! Welcome in my face! In my face! Good job, right in, in your face! Give me all your money now! I gave. <laughs> listen, you got two of my my shells. Yeah, Gertrude oh, wins enough. the pot of five silver. I'm gonna go downstairs and spend it on the biggest guy I see. <laughs> At a girl. <laughs> all right. Uh, do the the do the PCs want to do any more Alzar or do? Is there another game? Let's play another game. <laughs> There's a bunch here. <laughs> Ah, oh, geez, really? <laughs> I mean, if we want to keep going. Who else up here? What else is going on? Like, what's are there people hooping and hollering or whatever? I know it's like early bird Sunday or whatever, but hey, it's not very busy up here. What about like an old timer? Can we do a de gossip check? Check, kind of just swapping around the tables, like shooting the breeze, seeing what's up. Sure. Yeah, go for a. Um, it's a relaxed place. Do an average gossip. I'm still rolling two single D10s. I will just re-roll the whole thing. 
Unless you would allow me to take the roll and you, I'll tell you what the numbers were and you can choose what order they're in. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> I rolled just... a three and a one and got excited. It's like a 13. Oh, but it could also be a 31. Both are okay, though. Because then I feel like I'm just choosing if you f- pass or fail. No, nope, it was choosing between passing and really passing. Oh. Uh, that would be one success level. Same here. Okay. Imagine um, the two of us are just wandering around berating whoever we see first. Like we race to him. <laughs> Pushing and then we just start barking questions from either side. <laughs> All right. So as you're chatting it up with people, yucking it up, people um, have been drinking from downstairs, kind of like loose lips type thing. Um, you, uh, this person is complaining about the new taxes, mm-hmm. as oh, yeah. a lot are. Uh, and they see that they think the new taxes that they've heard. The new taxes have been introduced so that the graph can mount a campaign against the emperor. Apparently, the recent edict on mutants convinced Graf Boris that old Karl Franz had gone senile at last. So they think they're collecting up money to shore up their mm-hmm. army. Yeah, can take over. I mean, at the end of the day, that's not the worst like plan in the world. You know what I mean? How dare you? That's treasonous. It is treasonous. I mean, absolutely. If, if we were in the Empire, it definitely would be. Oh, right. I forget where I was. Uh, Webby, you said you passed as well? Yep. Uh, you hear people talking about how beastmen have been coming closer to the city, eating the corpses that are dropped off the cliff of size, most likely. Some of them have been killed in the Undercity by sewer jacks and rat catchers. They say that things all had rat heads, but who knows for sure. When the only oh. tools you've got are a ratting pole and a rabid terrier, everything looks like a rat. What's the? I, I'm very excited about the the, <laughs> the idea of people with rat heads. That did Mina so make a test too? Yes, I did. I passed with uh, zero success levels. All right. You hear that the annual wizardly illuminations might not be so grand as they have been in past years. The scroll text has been an unpopular move, and Peter Kramer, a popular wizard who led the annual Red Arrows flying display for years, has left the city. Was that who we saw leaving the city? Oh, the Red Arrows. Red Arrow. He was a bright wizard that you met. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't recall if you got his name or not. Nope. If you didn't, maybe it was Peter Kramer. Now Jerry. Oh, sorry. Probably Peter Kramer would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Kramer. Stupid American A's. Barely. <laughs> Does Bruno want to make a gossip test while he's downstairs? Uh, he's going to do some. Hanging now. Um. <laughs> Was, down the stairs. Dude. I was trying to find uh, something to do downstairs, and I guess that uh, making gossip checks is going to be the best possible thing for him to do now. Here, an average, which Bruno's already good at. I Golly, guess. he's not doing well. You've had too many drinks, and you are probably a buffoon uh, more than usual. <laughs> that is uh, quite true. You want to fortune point it? Uh, you know what? No. You want to ask the Dark Prince for something? You said it was average? Yeah, plus 20. Oh, I still made it. Oh. Boom. Cool. Let's In see. your crotch, Dan. I I want you to pass. Oh. Why? Why? He wants you to blow on his crotch like that lady <laughs> did upstairs on my dice. Yeah. All right. So you hear that someone from the Emperor's Court was in Middenheim recently, and they brought a detachment of Southern Knights with them as a bodyguard. Some say it was the High Priest of Sigmar, or the Grand Theogenist, as he's called begging his eminence's pardon, come to talk to our Ulrich, who was the leader of the 
Church of Ulrich about all this religious ill feeling that's been brewing. They've gone now and good riddance, but the emperor would do better to forget about religion and treat us Middenlanders with more respect. Ulrich was here before Sigmar. Everyone knows it. Yeah, I, of course. I mean, he's was one of the original gods. But, you know, again, Sigmar came by and united everyone under one banner. So it's true. OK. All right. Hey. To each their own here. Clink, clink. Have a drink and uh, make a wash your hands and average lore Reichland check for me. Ooh, I can probably do that because I do have lore Reichland, which is average. Um, Plus 20. That's again just barely passed just barely passed the average um so you as a reichlander from altdorf yeah you know that the current uh grand theogenist is uh his, his name is snorri snorri best friends uh let me back make sure i'm back on make sure i get his name right uh you better get his name right because again we're we're gonna hang out later i'm i'll knock him up when i'm back in Altdorf. You're going to knock him up? Yeah. Why are you all knocking anybody up? Don't you already have three children? No, that's like... <laughs> he doesn't have a wife a, to knock up anymore, though. That's true. It's a Reikland saying. You, you knock him up and, and wake him up. You're going to beat him up? Oh, gotcha. No, no, we're not beat him up. Just knock him up. I don't... You know, it's a thing. What are you saying right now? I don't know. I don't... So you would know as a... A Reichlander mm-hmm. and being from Altdorf, that the current Grand Theogenist is Yori the Fifteenth. Of course, old Yori. Yeah. No, Yori the Fifteenth. Well, you also know that he is quite old and will probably be retiring soon. Is that XI or IX? XV. XV. That's what I said. Nice. All right. All right, so you had a uh, few of you had some fun playing games. A few of you had almost too many drinks, uh, but you've been hearing some rumors and whispers. Well, not quite whispers here, but, um, you know, kind of getting a little more uh, feeling the pulse of the city, seeing how people feel about things. And not too much, too much of it is really surprising. And you know, people are upset about the taxes. Hmm. I didn't know about the rat lads, though. Yeah. yeah, so what's what was what, there's a cliff they throw things off of? Cliff of something? Size? I mean, something. cliff of size. Yeah. Webby, I honestly thought you'd be more interested in a pile of corpses on the bottom, downside of a cliff than people with rat heads, but I guess it's six and one half of rats. You see as many corpses as I do. You, it, it, it's, it's tame now. Oh, you fair, know? yeah. Hey, you know, I, I can't see PG 13 movies anymore either. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Let me get easy gossip test to ask about the cliff of size. Easy gossip test. Plus 40. Uh, that would be eight success levels. Okay. So you learn pretty people. This is very common knowledge for Middenheimers, which obviously you guys aren't. So not knowing what this is, they're not, people aren't surprised. Because as always, as soon as you start talking, people know you're not from Middenheim. Wait, right? dude, hold on. Can I hel- attempt to helicopter this? Okay. I'm thinking like Wolf City, right? Like they follow like old God Wolf guy. Okay. Do they throw their like, do they just 300 it and throw their mutants and stuff off a cliff? <laughs> um, pretty close. Okay. Um, so when you don't know this, unless Mina passed on this information, but I kind of doubt it. When she took um, Parzival's bar- body to the, the that shrine of Moore to the Moore's Park, where they have a cemetery, she learned it was very expensive to actually get a burial plot. 
Gotcha. So most people can't afford that. The vast majority of people can't afford that. So they either have bodies cremated or they throw them over the cliff of sides. Cliff of size. Is it like cliff of size or like, cliff of <sighs> Like okay. Yeah, S-I-G-H-S. Because um, all the gas escapes the body when they throw it off. It sounds like it's a lobster screaming, <sighs> but really it's just a... <sighs> uh, so yeah, it says the well, less wealthy citizens usually cremate their dead, bury them in the shadow of the fall schlag rock, or simply have them thrown from the cliff of size. What's at the bottom of the cliff of size? Bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> Who knows what else? Probably ghouls. <laughs> yeah, some of them might, might choose to stop being dead. <laughs> huh. It happens. A yeah. Co- couple more webbies. You guys have learned yeah. the, the dangers of consuming... Of humans consuming human flesh mm. way back in uh, Vickendorf. Yep. Well, I, I never learned that lesson. True. But I also don't eat food. It was rampant in literally our hometown. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get blind out much. to it because oh, he yeah, was fair. living in a nice townhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I bet De- you had Dennis doors. kept out all the riffraff. Hmm. Yeah. He did have a lot of skin in his teeth, though. I never asked him about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they mean by the skin of my teeth. All oh, that skin stuck they, in the they teeth. All, they're all talking about Dennis. Well. Huh. All right. That's kind of wild to me a little bit. They just kind of like throw poor people off a cliff, you know? So not just poor people, but dead poor people. Yeah. It's a little better. Is it though? Do they always <laughs> check before they throw? They said often they get cremated too. Yeah. But Honestly, like, I would rather them do the cliff thing than the cremation thing. You know, I guess if we put people in barrels and throw them in the river in the Empire, then <laughs> they don't have rivers here. So exactly. Does Lucky it's sanitary about that? as long as they go down no. uh, head first? No, Lucky and Mina. I don't think know about that. It was just, or was it? Wasn't it JB? Wasn't it Bruno and Mina that rolled the barrel back to the river? Yes. Oh, that's what it was. And it was right, lucky yeah. and Carl, Carl that, that didn't know. Because <laughs> I keep doing it today because Bruno knew that Carl would not be uh, okay with that. Yeah. Oh. Water to water and flesh to flesh. It's, but yeah, that's how you get ghouls. Yeah. <laughs> we got over this. <laughs> if you uh, make sure that the head is on the bottom when you put the barrel in the water, it's totally safe. Oh, yeah, because then they'll just swim down when they reanimate. Sounds like a breach corpse. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, all right. I mean, as a former town guard or soldier or whatever, I, I mean, if they're raising taxes to attack the empire because they think the emperor's senile because he said there's no more mutants when there's obviously beastmen everywhere and also mutants, that also kind of makes sense. <coughs> I mean, more sense than whatever else they'd be going for. I worry about what this means for the empire. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the obvious question is. What's more enticing, the purple hand or people with rat heads? I'm sorry, what were you talking about? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, if, if, if the emperor makes a decree, if if somebody were to make a decree like that, it's, it's got to be for one of two reasons, right? Either someone close to them is now a mutant or they're actually drifting into senility and, uh, you know, have no idea, have no grasp on reality anymore. I mean, we're 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 protected by the good Baron. We can put on airs and we will be safe from decrees. I, I'm not even sure why you care. I mean, I have family in the Empire. Yes. You know, 
and just, a whole lot what, of people really? and people we like and love and Franz Bowman's Wait, in serious? Empire. Yeah. Live ones? If I mean, there not are. that I haven't seen them in a long time and they weren't Vickendorf when we went there, but like, I think probably still alive. Wait, you, you, what, you talk to them? I mean, no, once again, not in a long time, but like I tried. No one was home, though. They were probably picking berries, maybe. And if the Graf is, you know, raising money for forces and then plans on attacking the Empire, the people who will die in the Empire are the, the disadvantaged folks, you know, who will absolutely be forced to join and take up arms. That's right. And I don't like that. Mm. You're, you're saying it that you're saying that as though it's something to be concerned about. But then again, if Wendy's complete lack of empathy, <laughs> if that dude right from Vickendorf is somehow installed here and somehow at least loosely connected to these taxes, why would he be raising taxes to attack his own home place? Oh, probably to get the insurance money. Well, unless, unless, listen, I know that you were like, yeah, he's definitely a bad guy. What if he's really a good guy and he's trying to attack Vickendorf? Because it's like, you know, a little scary sometimes, especially when they have, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, a football field of bodies that are just one body. That was pretty I mean, terrible. Mm. Once they once they get up on the operating table, whether they were good or mad or bad matters very little. Now, did they pay ahead of time? That's stuff that matters. I think we're having different <laughs> conversations. Very different. <laughs> I'm trying to follow that train of logic, and I just... I, oh, but you, you've done more than I have. When, then. I, when I grow up... Maybe. I tuned you out immediately, my, my friend. Oh, he called you his friend. Oh, wow. I wasn't listening to that either. <laughs> I, also, I, 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 rub, I ruffled his ears when I did it. It's very much, I'm very much demeaning him. A, <laughs> he said scamp at the end. <laughs> yep. Pats you on the face a little too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a little odd, though. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot at play if something's trying to attack another nation like that. Especially, that's... Right, huh. so you would have understood, like, Mindenheim is the seat of the the provinces of Midland and Nordland. Yeah. Right. The graph is the elector of those provinces currently that, you know, he's like kind of like a governor of a state where the emperor, I count, you know, that kind or of thing. Daniel. So the idea that he would, uh, the, this rumor is saying that he wants to march against the emperor is very like, it's just usurping, right? It's very, yeah. it's absolutely treason. Question. Not on topic at all. Fair. Uh, Just where, like at work. Where's... Oh, probably cholera. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a geographical that question. Would, that would be my first guess, oh, is if like a war it. were to break out, that's the first thing that you'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd see. Where's where's Drakenfels in what nation? Drakenfels? Yeah. It's in the Grey Mountains, I guess, technically. Isn't that between, like, places, the Grey Mountains? Or no, so that would be further southwest from Reichland. Okay. You went northeast to get to Middenheim. And where's uh, the place Bruno wants to buy the cannon from? Nome? Nome. Is that south also? of Altdorf. But not south west. A little south south a little east. Okay. Oh, there's like a map. <laughs> there's a lot of maps. There's a map. Whoa. Lucky, lucky, listen here. And I, I bring you, I grab your shoulder and bring you in real close, hey, real yeah. conspiratorially. Okay. And and I, I start breathing cigar smoke right into your face. <laughs> of course listen, it does. Listen. Yeah. If you're really concerned about the grass behavior, if you think something doesn't add up, 
I, I don't pretend to know what goes on in the minds of uh, kings and uh, and graphs and uh, also uh, Mr. Deked. Um, As you shouldn't. Mm. It's not for me to know. I'm sure he had a good reason to wave that gun around in a park. It's not for me to question. <laughs> that same reason he had it to wave around in a mine and in a bar and in a street and in a church. Okay, the mine the was self-defense. I think you made your point very clear. End. But listen, if uh, what he's doing uh, sits ill with you, it's probably because he's got information. The graph knows something that we don't know. So we got to get in close to him. We got we to gotta do some uh, some investigating on his premises to figure out where his mind is at. Because I mean, until you do that, it's all conjecture. I do think, yes, the graph knows many things that we don't know. And I, we have done this uh, espionage, getting on the, the ground level of a nobleman's house or whatever. The walls are so high. No, yeah, no, and then no, there's no. demon kids in there. It, and they try to frame thinking, you for murders. You're yeah. thinking about it the wrong way. Espionage, although fun and good for the cardio, the way that people such as us, the esteemed uh, entourage of the good Baron, do things, we don't sneak in. We get ourselves invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play GM hand here a little bit. I want to say you guys are back downstairs at a table so Bruno can be included in this conversation as well. Because Bruno sense. did learn some other information while he was in the jail. If he, he was hitting on a mic stand on. when we came down. <laughs> Specifically about the graph. I totally did. And I will tell that to them right now. Do you remember what it is? Uh, in this in this cut-in that you're going to insert right here. How about make me an easy intuition test? Yep. That's exactly what I'll do. Uh, easy made easily oh so as they're talking about the graph and trying to get the graph's ear and whatnot you remember uh the good dr pavarotti talked about how he is here as the baronial doctor to the graph's son who he said is sickly he is sickly that was before everything got like a little bit fuzzy it's true so if i'm putting this all together correctly webby you're saying we could like cozy up to like a baron that has a different title but like locally and just kind of become his entourage to find out more about him without trying to be sneaky about it like we can just like I've, to- I've been limbering up my ass kissing muscles since we got in this city I gotta say just, I feel like just you, give me a target you were losing like a mouth sizer or something like your lips are fierce mouth- there's Thank more you. veins in those lips than I've seen in most arms you do. You I run would, my mouth pretty regularly. You would remember too that I think it was this morning in game time that you learned. You guys were talking with Renata, maybe in the night before. Um, What's Renata with her? Thank you. Uh, that uh, you had planned on getting Mina entered into the the duel with the champion to see if she could become the champion because then she's the champion to the graph. Oh yes, and she could be treated by the doctor as well. Potentially. That mm. would make him assistant to the regional graphs champion. Right. <laughs> right. I think it does. And I believe you learned that the carnival starts tomorrow. And but the challenges to the graphs champion oh. do start tomorrow. If we murder the 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 doctor. Champion. No, oh. the doctor. If we murder him. He's right here at this table with us. No, no. No, then Webby can be the You're not graphs. a doctor. 
Scrap. <laughs> Noob doctor. I gotcha. Right? Look, I've been tempted before. Well, and he... <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not pretend. Um, well... I wasn't there for it, but... <laughs> never mind. Yeah, you were. And Wait, was I? Did you Because you went... Sleeping to, like a baby. You went... <laughs> You went and like offered your services to the pits or whatever too, right? Drool yeah. all over yourself when you sleep. Yeah, the Minotaur pits. I don't it's have wonderful. that. I don't have that much moisture in my body, Webby. <laughs> I know you're lying. All you drink is broth. You have so much moisture. No, that's literally. Where do you think it all goes, Mina? It leaks out of his. The other side of the pillow. <laughs> my pillows are actually abnormally wet. They just squelch. Yeah. You try to fluff them and they just... Yeah, you know how everyone always flips it over to the dry side of the pillow? Yeah. I hear that term a lot. The dry oh, side of the pillow. The dry side of the you don't have a dry side. Well, not after 3 a.m., no. How do you cast all that wet bread magic without, like, getting rid of all that <laughs> that's extra true. broth? you got to have that wetness. Yeah, it's it's the magic that's wet, I not do. the bread. A lot of people look at me and they assume <laughs> that's a dry boy. <laughs> that's uh, not necessarily true. What? This is a dry boy. <laughs> Moister than an oyster. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. I think that's a good place to, to see. Uh, I don't know. Come back next time for whatever reason. <laughs> Let's see what else they can find out about Middenheim and the carnival. Marion Bird. Still not. It's by the sea. Uh, yeah, you're not by the sea. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? It, our Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protovol Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.